from the Kramer Basketball Headquarters in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. You are listening to the Coach's Edge Podcast, powered by Coach. Here is your host, Steve Kramer. Welcome to the Coach's Edge Podcast. And on this episode, I want to talk being physical on ball screens. Right. We, we took a deep dive into how to use ball screens in a previous episode. Make sure you go back and listen to that from the offensive perspective. And on this episode, I'm going to keep it short because I know if you're listening this point in the year, probably in the postseason, or you might be able to take a nugget here and, and add it on to something that you're already doing. Obviously, you're not going to reinvent the wheel, but there might be a nugget in here. They're like, yes, this is going to help us with our ball screen defense. Good little point to keep in mind. And we'll talk about the physicality aspect of how we can do it. Two different situations in this one. One, I want to talk about how the screener's defender can be more physical on the screen. Like talking about jamming as an example. And then I want to talk about how the on-ball defender can be a little more physical on a screen. So not that you would do both of these at the same time, although some of the things that I'll talk about you could, uh, but I'm really talking about those two different people and some things that they can do to be physical on the ball screens. Number one, what I want to you to keep in mind, at the high school level, communication is pretty poor still for, for most teams. I know some coaches are happy about it, but but you're an elite in the elite category, if you're a high school coach, you're like, boy, I really love how we communicate, right? So when it comes to ball screen setup, voice has to get there before the body, right? So if I'm guarding the screener, I am letting everybody know that there's a screen coming before that screener is even there. Got to be vocal, voice there before the body, okay? Now, can I do a few things to really screw this ball screen up, okay? Can I throw off the timing of the ball screen? Can I throw off the spacing of the ball screen? Can I make the screen actually happen in a different location? And I know the the spacing and the location, they're kind of two different, two different things, right? And so let me talk about that a little bit. I can change the location sometimes of where that screener is going to set a screen by doing a couple things. If I know they're coming up to set a ball screen from the bottom, I can I can get in front and start fronting them right away, right? I'm going to keep my hands off. I'm just going to chest them, right? So I'm starting to guard the screener well before they've gone up. This may just throw off their timing a little bit. Uh, I may have the screener set it lower or in a different spot. I may have blown something up right there. Because instead of me guarding the screener and saying, hey, why don't you go and set this screen wherever you want, and then I'll do my best to stop it. I'm trying to get in your way, slow you up before you even come into the position to set that screen. All right. So I might just topside it, right, and get get in your way. All right. With that said, when the screen is set, and we don't see this as much um, anymore. Like at, at the high, high NBA level, you know, you see a lot of drop coverage, um, on the side, you'll, you'll still see some ice screen, ice ball screens, but not as much as we used to. Um, you know, I, I, ice, icing ball screens was extremely popular. It's still very popular. Um, there's so much rotational help that has to be on point to make it, uh, do, you know, high level stuff that I think 
more people are getting to the drop stuff and just hoping to try to push you into a mid range. But with that, if you have a player that can really pick and pop, you're unattached. And so it's ball screen, pick and pop, just toss it back to the big and then they can shoot the three. So you're in big trouble if, if that's the case. And then you're scrambling uh, away from that as well. So you can get really hurt there. So if we can jam that screen, right? So if I'm guarding the screener and I am pushing you up, right? I'm pushing you up so that my teammate can get underneath both of us, right? And I'm pushing you up enough that now the ball handler really has to navigate away from that screen instead of coming off tight to it, right? Because I've pushed you out of that position. I've made it much easier for my teammate to get underneath the screen because I'm making contact on the screener, right? Nothing that's going to get me called for a foul, but I'm being physical on the actual screen. More space for my teammate to get underneath to protect, right? And now what are you going to do? You're going to roll? You're going to roll right into me. Right. You're going to pick and pop. That's cool to pick and pop. I'm attached. Right. And I got my hands up if you start to get into that pick and pop. And so I've really taken away the opportunity of that screener to do some damage because of that. And I've also given my teammate an easier opportunity to get underneath that screen. OK, this can do a, the things we've talked about, do a lot of things. Right. So that's jamming the screen. We can disrupt the timing because of that, right? We can change the spacing on the court because of that, right? We are essentially steering the screener, okay? Think about that. Think about that. And, and maybe you use that terminology with your defenders who are guarding a lot of ball screens and say, hey, we're going to steer the screener to the spot that they want to go. We know their offense. We've done the scouting report. We know where they like to set the screen. We're going to screen them away from those sweet spots. Maybe that's pushing them out a little bit higher to set the screen. Maybe it's, it's you know, you're, you're blocking from the top, so they end up trying to get a little bit lower to set that screen. Whatever you can do to disrupt the timing, to, you know, maybe the screen, like I said, goes higher, turn the spacing down can be a big, big advantage. Like you reverse engineer a lot of this stuff because if you listen to our ball screen offense episode, right, it's really thinking about from an offensive perspective, how can we create space? What are the angles that we have? What are the reads that we have off of it? Right. And so because of that, you need to think about the same thing from the defensive. How can we dictate? How can we be the, the team and the player that dictates a possession. Offensively, you want to do it. Defensively, you want to do it. Whoever does the most dictating is going to win the game, right? And so think about jamming the screen a little more, being super physical as the defender of the screener, making contact, trying to push them up. Uh, That's not something that we see as often, but at the high school level, if you're playing a team and that player that's coming off the ball screen isn't really great at shooting it off of the bounce might be a great idea for you to, because you can really stay home on the three other players you're attached on the um, screener, right? And your player's got plenty of space to get underneath. It's not, not a bad uh, position to be in. Okay. Part two of this, I want to talk about how the, 
defensive player, on-ball defensive player, can do a better job of being physical on that ball screen, okay? Number one, like we talked about in our ball screen offense side, the reject. If I'm guarding the ball handler, I can't allow a reject. That's going to throw off everything, right? We're not even going to be able to use my teammate who's guarding the, the screener and all these other factors because I let the defense reject, okay? So if a player is going off a ball screen to their left, right, I want to be almost hugging them on their right hip, right shoulder area so that they can't come back to that side, right? They got to use that screen, right? Not going to let them reject. So from that point, we're starting to set them up for the screen, even though they're the ones ones using it, right? We're getting tight. We're taking away the reject, right? So we've taken away one of the main screening options, right? And because we get tight, we're going to talk about fighting over top, right? And so when I talk about being physical, obviously, if I become unattached and go underneath, I'm not touching them anymore. So if you want to be physical, you want to go over the top. This could be effective if you're jamming, um, especially if you're in that drop help, uh, even if you're hard hedging or trapping, like there's a lot of different, tons of different great ball screen defenses and the ones that involve being physical. I think you're going to like a couple of the nuggets here, right? Which whatever you guys like to do. So if I can snuggle up on that kind of outside area, outside hip shoulder area, deny the reject. And then if I can start to get into a position with my body where I can get between the screener and the ball handler. So if it's a, a knifing position, so if there's the ball screen and the ball handler is going to their left, right? Which if I'm guarding it, it would be my right. If I'm trying to knife through, I'm taking my right hand and I'm trying to swim through the screener's hip to knee area, right? And I'm, I'm trying to put that arm through, right? So I still have kind of my chest open, my left arm out. So I'm still in a good position to take away that reject, but I'm putting my right arm through there and I'm just kind of helping that to get some momentum. And I'm using that person who's setting the screen on me to gain um, a little momentum so I can squeeze through, knife through that screen. Obviously you're not going to do anything. It's going to get you called for a foul. But as you know, most fouls are called waist up. So if most of my hands are doing the work waist and below, I'll be all right. Okay. Now, We've done that. The other way that you could fight over this screen is to use more of a front pivot. So instead of putting my right foot over the top first with my right hand, I could plant my right foot. I could use a front pivot. And while I'm front pivoting off of my right foot, my left foot is coming forward. I'm getting into a crossover step. I'm able to use my left hand and I'm not extending, I'm not fouling, all right? But that because I'm turning my left shoulder and the, the left foot, that should allow me to stay in contact a little bit more than more of that knifing position. I'm sorry, I, if you heard that, my phone's being silly. It should allow me to be able to put my left arm through my left shoulder through maintain contact. And if at all possible, I'm able to almost veer the ball handler away from the screen laterally 
instead of being able to turn the corner downhill. This is super hard to explain. I wish I was like on the court doing a breakdown because it'd be much easier there, right? So I'm swimming through. If I'm knifing, I'm I'm swimming. My my right foot is is driving through, and I'm taking my right arm, and I'm trying to go hip knee between that area, and I'm just trying to get myself through getting real skinny, right? If I'm using more of a pivot placement, I'm planting my right foot, my left foot, left shoulder, and we're almost trying to veer that ball handler away. And now when I get into that crossover step, left foot coming over right, which is more of a sprinting position, what am I doing once I've gone there? I'm saying, okay, where's the spot that I need to get to in order to beat my defensive player uh, to that spot? I want to make sure, and this is where a lot of players get into trouble is, they'll do a good job fighting over the screen and then they'll stay attached after the screen and then they get called for a foul. Right. And so what I'm saying is I'm being physical before the screen, I'm being physical during the screen, and then I get unattached and I beat them to a spot. And if you can do that, official is going to give you much more benefit of the doubt instead of, okay, you're being physical before the screen, you're being physical on the screen, Okay, you fought through the screen. You're still beating the heck out of the the ball handler. They're going to blow the whistle, okay? So being able to get away, we've been physical. Now we get away. We beat them to a spot. We've hopefully veered the offensive player off of that turn-the-corner straight-line drive, right? And, you know, now we should have been very physical, but we've broken away for a, a long enough period right? That we're not going to get called for a foul. I hope some of that makes sense. The, the, the big key for me is we're taking away the reject right away, right? I want to take some of the options away. I want to dictate what the ball handler is going to do, right? And, and so if I'm able to take that reject away, I'm able to fight through the screen, pivot, knife, whatever you like, right? Some different hand movements um, will come into play depending on what you're using. And then as I come through that screen and I start to veer the offensive player away from the basket, I got to make sure my hands are up because at that point, if they're a pick and pop type team, you might get a good deflection, right? You might, you might get a good deflection because that player's coming off the screen, you veered them away. So now they're thinking, okay, I can't go downhill and attack. And so now they're doing that little hook pass to hit the pick and pop. But as soon as you kind of came over the screen, you got one of the, at least one of your hands high, you get a deflection. Hey, you might, you might get one of those. Right. And so those are a couple thoughts on how we can be more physical on the ball screen. Um, I know jamming the screen from a screening defender's position and then fighting over top don't necessarily go hand in hand as far as how to defend one from each. But, you know, today I, I was talking with one of our coaches as he was, thinking about districts and team that they play runs a lot of ball screens within their offense. We were talking about some things and I was just thinking of um, how teams might want to be a little bit more physical with ball screens. Um, It's, it's March madness. It seems like the game gets a little bit more physical this time of year. Um, Officials hate to decide the outcome of a game, my opinion, they, they let you play a little bit more this time of the year. And so if you can be physical during a certain action that happens a ton, which is ball screens. And, and I really believe teams that make a run, they have players that can use the ball screen well and create. 
it may be something that you want to think about. So I certainly hope that, that this helps you. Um, as more of our coaches start to finish basketball season, we'll get into some of our longer form episodes, but um, we'll try to keep these short and sweet as you finish out basketball season in many states uh, around the country. Thank you for listening. Get after it today.